Hello, and welcome to the NWR Newscast, episode 67, for uh, Saturday, August 20th. Uh, it's uh, pretty much the usual crew today. It's um, I'm your host, Zachary Miller. With me is Andy Gergen. Welcome to episode 66, actually. Um, there's oh. no, there is no episode 66 yet, so we can call this one 67, but we'll be missing an episode forever. Be in the future. And it'll all be your fault. <laughs> 66, I mean. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. It's all right. Um, Don't worry about we, it. Don't worry about also, it. I won't. And we've also got Mike Sklens. Hello, everybody. And Scott Thompson. Hello. Hey, where's Neil? So yeah, where is Neil? Uh, he's tired he's in a programming something. meeting. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. He Fucking said he nerds. doesn't... He said he doesn't like us anymore. Nerds. Nerds. <laughs> nerds. Uh, so we got a Stop being a nerd and come record a podcast with us. That's right. I told him on the email that, that he's going to end up being a special guest on the podcast. Yeah, I'm gone so for a damn year a month. I'm almost there as well. Yeah. I'm back, though. I'm back and not any different than ever. You're sick as a dog, but you're making it. I'm making it in this world. Tough it out. Yeah. Well... Your your in your impeding baby will have uh, yeah. inherited your you know good ethics. Or Spoiler something. alert! From like the middle of November through the middle of December, <laughs> I won't be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's being generous. Yeah, that's why we have five uh, now. That's right. Well, we got a pretty good show. We have we have a little bit of news, um, and then we got we're going to talk about Metroid because Metroid's 25th anniversary. And uh, Nintendo's sure not talking about it, so we're gonna. We have a, uh, we have a concert lined up on the podcast. <laughs> oh wait, right. no, that's not us. <laughs> so let's let's talk about stuff. The first first thing I we should mention Nintendo stuff first. Uh, uh, there's some pri- some more price drops for Nintendo published games. Yay. Take it away, guys. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like um, what Punch Out. Strikers Charged, um, I've already forgotten the other two. Super Galaxy, and Galaxy 1 out. and Super Paper Mario. Super Paper so three Mario. three Mario games and Punch-Out. That's actually not a bad deal. Like, the other games were nope. games that were, I don't know, games that I didn't really care about too much, but <clears throat> all of these games, all four of these games are games that I used to have and then got rid of because I wasn't playing them enough to justify not getting, like, 30 bucks for them on eBay. Um, so I will actually happily rebuy all of these games at twenty bucks a piece. I may get Punch Out because I never played it. Yeah, me it, too. And I it's fun. Didn't think it was worth fifty dollars when it came out, so I didn't buy it. I think you might be right. Neil gave it a ten. He clearly disagrees, but I Whoa, think really? you might be right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah that, he that, loves that game. That's a generous rating, I think. It, it's very good, especially if you enjoyed the original. Yeah, um, it's, it's fun. I don't know that it's. A ten game. Now let me ask you guys, since I don't know much about it, is it is it a motion control game or can I just play it like with NES style? Both, either. Okay, as long as I can play. You can even use the Wii Fit board if you want. That's right. Yeah, if you (laughs) want to just make it impossible. (laughs) No, the game is very much geared to play exactly like Punch Out. Exactly like the Punch Out you remember. I should I should clarify. One of the games I own on a virtual console and play. Well, I used to play regularly, but don't play quite as regularly anymore. Yeah, it's Sweet. it's a lot of fun, and uh, much like the old Punch Out games, it's vaguely racist, so totally worth twenty bucks. <laughs> now, my question—this is a is a question that no one has an answer to—but what, what do they call these now? They call them like Wii Select titles or something like that. 
Yeah, I, I think, think Nintendo right. Nintendo yeah. Select. Nintendo Select, I think. Why did they drop Player's Choice? That's a good question. Probably because it was a branding associated with GameCube. And Super Nintendo. And Super Nintendo. And, oh, was it? And, 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 and Game 64. Boy and, 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 ah. and Game Boy Advance. And every system <laughs> yeah. ever, when they dropped the price on a game, that. it's always okay. been Player's Choice. And it just seems so odd to me that it's Nintendo Selects. Now, like we reassure you that this is quality software, well, uh, because the maybe- players, the players could not tell you what to pick. Nintendo is now <laughs> selecting titles. Um, well, I, I mean, maybe maybe the deal is now player's choice. Didn't that mean a game had to sell so much? Maybe these games didn't I sell think so they much. Did. Maybe I think it's just Nintendo being like, really, these are the good games. Trust us. I'm pretty sure they dropped that that sales requirement at some point in the GameCube's lifespan. Wasn't there a deal where these games were these games were uh, were picked by like ratings on the Nintendo Channel? I think in Japan. In Japan, they? yeah, yeah, in Japan, that's how they were picked. Which means they were in fact selected, but they were selected by the player's choice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it doesn't make any sense for them to change it. And also, the, the no. I mean, budget re-releases always have like raped box art, but the <laughs> the box art for the Nintendo Selects is like extra bad because it's got that gigantic red border on it. Yeah, it looks yeah. pretty ugly. And isn't there some logo on the top too? Yeah, like a big corner logo, like Nintendo Selects, and then like the the actual game art is like half the size it was on the original box. Yeah, because there was this gigantic red frame. Maybe they should have just written in big letters beneath the uh, beneath the Selects logo. Maybe you should have bought this game in two thousand and seven. Now, it's, now it's cheaper. <laughs> all, all this all this made me think today when I saw this was just that why aren't these games already like. $20. Like it's, Super Paper Mario yeah. and Chargers, like really? I mean, those games are those games were practically launch titles. <laughs> Super Paper Mario, yeah. Yeah, especially. Yeah, Chargers, I think Chargers was around launch. It was yeah. very, it does very close. Seem, and even with the first wave of Nintendo Selects titles, it did seem that they came along a lot later than the Player's Choice line started coming yeah. out for the other systems. Yeah. Well, it's almost like they forgot about it, and then we're like, oh and, man, we should have been doing that. And Twilight Princess was a GameCube game. Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think the, the I think the um, the first round of these games came about right around the same time where maybe they were just finally starting to learn that they couldn't just price their shit at whatever they wanted indefinitely. Sure, and and it happened at the same time that the Wii price drop happened. Exactly. Like I think that was sort of the beginning of the the downward the downward bell curve where. Things start stopped looking incredibly, you know, shiny for them all the time, and now we're significantly into the uh, the slope of that bell curve. They should just pull <laughs> everything down to twenty. They really should. Point. Like Smash yeah. Brothers, man, Smash Brothers would have a pretty big sales spike, I would think. Uh, Mario, well, maybe not Mario Kart. That's still selling so well. Galaxy um, Two. Well, still it comes with recent. systems now. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot. Mario Kart's their packing, isn't it? Uh, what else was there near launch? There was. Um, I don't even know. We, if Rogue we leader. Oh wait! If we music isn't like twenty bucks, it sure as hell should be. <laughs> oh, what a failure yeah. that was! We party, you know. We party might be worth twenty bucks if it was, you know, twenty bucks. If it didn't have a controller in it. Yeah, that's true. We, oh we, wait, we party, we party. We no. party have a controller with it. <laughs> I, I was thinking I about think we play. Does. Yeah, I don't know. We party must have sold pretty bad if they're going back to Mario Party for the next one. Yeah, that's I, yeah. True. I kind of feel like those those are two franchises that should be like replacing each other, but there's not enough communication between the two hands at Nintendo to understand that 
if there's not room for one, there's there's room for the other or whatever. Like I I'd like to believe that in a perfect world, you know, we party did so badly that Mario Party is coming back, but I don't know that I believe there's that much thought put into it, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> in a world where it's... Mario Party is the superior game. <laughs> I guess maybe maybe my confidence in Nintendo has shrunk to the point where I assume they're making all their decisions via dartboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would I would totally buy Punch Out if my Wii worked, but uh, does not. It does not. You should probably mm. you should probably get that fixed. I should. <coughs> I, I kind of miss uh, one of the games we'll be talking about later. Shockingly. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to figure out what it is. Wii music. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, that's well, I mean the, that's kind of cool. I'm I'm glad to see they're actually doing this shit. It's it's well overdue. These are actually really good games. These are maybe unlike what, what were the, what were the what was the first round? We had we had Wii uh, Sports. We had um, Sluggers. Twilight Princess. Um, Twilight Princess. And was, was that it? Fourth one, I think. Sluggers. Sluggers is one of them. Was there a fourth one? I don't remember. There was a fourth one, but I don't remember what it was. Clearly, it wasn't very good. Um, no. But like, I feel like oh, WarioWare. That's right. Um, yep. Way, way Which wasn't more very good. Than, uh, way more than the first round. These round are catalog. This, this round are, is catalog titles. These are the kind of titles. If you have a Wii and you want to claim you have the best games for it, you should probably have at least at least three of these games. You should definitely have Galaxy One. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. Is Super Paper Mario any good? I remember yeah. enjoying it. I don't remember if I beat it. I don't think I did. He found, yeah. like, right around the halfway point, it got a little tiring. It does, uh, yeah. It's get... so text-heavy. Yeah, yeah, that's what worries say, me about it. It's way too worry. And, like, uh, some of the writing's really clever, but there's yeah. way too much of it. Yeah. Seems I, uh, like that would be a good 3DS game. Well, they're, they're putting it on. I mean, I know they're making one, but is it going to be, like, Super Paper Mario or an RPG? I think it's an RPG. Super yeah. Paper Mario Hopefully. is still, still very RPG-ish. Did you say hopefully, Mike? Yeah. yeah Fisher Price's my first RPG. I prefer Mario RPG or like Paper Mario to Super Paper Mario. Yes. Oh, I, I see. I don't the, really care the Paper for Mario either, games. Okay. Yeah, if it's going to be one of the two, I prefer it being RPG. No, I would really prefer it be Super Mario RPG, like the yeah. Square Enix version. Yeah. I've tried more than more than three times to get into a, Mar- a Paper Mario game and have never really managed to pull it off. I always get, like, three to five hours in and then just fall off. Fall asleep. Yeah. Like even even the Mario and Luigi games. I, I hadn't tried the first couple, but I tried Bowser's Inside Story and really enjoyed it for, like, four hours, and right around hour five, just stopped. I couldn't care anymore. I beat the first two, but I never picked up the third one. The third know. one's better than the second one, but neither of them are as good as the first one. The first one really is... Awesome. And I, I beat uh, Super Mario RPG, so it's not like I don't have any interest in the genre, but, God, right now it just takes a really stellar JRPG to, or, I guess, are, are, these, are these JRPGs, really? But yeah, more or less. It takes it takes a really, really stellar and compelling JRPG for me to get past that, like, five-hour wall. Yeah, me Which too. We'll, we'll talk more about that later. Uh, so our, our other news is not so much about Nintendo, but one of Nintendo's competitors uh, there's been a PS3 price drop. If you've been waiting to get a PS3, you can get an, one for 160 gigs for uh, 250, which is friggin' amazing. Good price, good system. Very good system. Get it that now is... before the uh, the Eco Shadow Collection rush. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I don't know that there's anyone who still like just owns a Wii and and no none of the other systems. But if that's you, I would say yeah, get a PS3 and then I you think can there are a, a fair your number Wii of and eat it too. I, I think there are a fair number of our listeners who never got anything besides a Wii. But I I, I think also those are the ones who don't have any interest and get anything, anything beside a Wii. I mean, the, the yeah. Wii is like the GameCube. Uh, towards the end of its life, you become a multi-system <laughs> owner. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. With a GameCube, at least they were porting most of the third-party titles to the yeah. GameCube. Exactly. You can get by as a GameCube-only gamer, but if you are a gamer, there's no way you only own a Wii. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but if I mean, even if you aren't interested in the games, I mean, even just for a Blu-ray player and, and streaming, you know, HD Netflix. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, two fifty for yeah. for a Blu-ray player that plays video games and streams Netflix and Hulu is a pretty good deal. Yeah, a, a Netflix application that works well. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't crash. We can keep this really short because I don't want to spend too much time talking about the PS3. But just as a as an aside, have you guys have you guys played Little Big Planet? I didn't like it. Yeah, I own it. I just tried it out really for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and I was kind of really charmed by it. It's really oh, yeah, charming. It's incredibly charming. I never played the second one, but the first one I had a lot of control issues with, mainly because... I don't like the second the one. The first, it's got the, the thing where, like, you can be on, like, three planes. Like, you can be in, the like, the foreground, the midground, or the background, and yeah. switching between planes is a pain, and it makes the game more difficult. I think the jumping makes it yeah, worse. Yeah, and the jumping on top of that is really super floaty. I only yeah. played, like, maybe two hours of it. I didn't have any problems with the controls within the first two hours of the game. I was just sort of am really just completely falling in love with the art style and the and the design and, and everything. I yeah, don't the know, design of it all is brilliant. If I played longer through the game and had to go through some of the harder platforming challenges, I'd probably have some of the <laughs> same problems you guys did, but... Without having done that yet, I was just really impressed by it. Did you we should uh, play did, some? We should play online, Andy. Okay. Yeah, I'd get in on that too. Multiplayer, um, like simultaneous co-op. Did you? Yeah. Uh, did you get it for free? Um, no, from um, the PSN outage. With the welcome back stuff, I didn't want to get any of the retail games as part of my package because I can already get those for really cheap. It seems like a waste to get them for free when I could get them for like ten bucks. So I got the um, the download games. Uh, yeah, Dead, oh, okay. Dead Nation and, and, and Stardust HD on my welcome back. And then I went on uh, Guzex.com and got like a really very cheap copy of Little Big Planet. That nice. wipeout game is frigging hard. Yeah, I can only <laughs> imagine. It's hard in sort of an F Zero kind of way, isn't it? I think same? it's harder. Yeah, wipeout is, I think, traditionally always been harder than F Zero. Mm. Wipeout is really probably just too hard for like 90% of the people who play it. I've actually never played uh, either series more than a few times. So you can win in F-Zero. Yeah. I don't think it's possible to get first place in Wipeout. It's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, So that's the news. (laughs) All right. Uh, Before before we get into the Metroid, uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. Andy? (laughs) Um, Well, I've been playing, like, NyQuil. For a <laughs> no, I haven't been playing too much. I we'll talk about this in a little bit, but um, I've been playing a little bit of Final Fantasy three on the Virtual Console. Scott was a, a gentleman and a scholar and helped help me afford the extra two dollars that I didn't have on my Wii account without spending twenty or ten or whatever it would cost to uh, buy the game. Um, he gifted a, he gifted me a copy of it in exchange for an NES gifted game, which was excellent of him. Thank you very much, sir. Oh, um, no problem. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of a little bit of that, but we'll talk a little bit more about that um, 
in a, in, in a bit. I've been playing... Um, I played Galaka in, in Pac-Man Dimensions, but I'm pretty sure that on whatever show I was on last, I already talked about the that um, pretty extensively, so I'm not going to get into that too much. I did review Let's Golf 3D. I wasn't nearly as enamored with it as Neil was. I thought it was competent, but it didn't really feel like it was optimized particularly well for the 3DS. Like The, the frame rate on the character models just kind of seemed really ass <laughs> <laughs> um, and it t- and but like and it also it was incredibly easy. Like it's one of those games where, um, and, and maybe I shouldn't play through enough of the challenges. But like I played the game for probably three to five hours. By the time I kind of decided I had already seen everything the game really had to offer. I mean, it, it's a download title. But like towards towards the end of my of my time with the game, there was one time where I was like at the very end of of a, of a of a nine holes of golf and I end up getting like six over par on like my last hole and I was like shit what a waste of 20 minutes and then I realized that I was still in first place after the hole ended because like the, oh, se- wow. the second place golfer was still like five over par I was like are you kidding me so I still won by like three strokes because the basically like all the other golfers in the game are like the skill level of like a third grader They're blind yeah <laughs> It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's a fun game, but it, I, I, I feel like they could have just put a little more polish in some of the visuals. The 3D, the 3D doesn't it's, really... It's game loft. Yeah, I know. The 3D doesn't really add that much to the game. It's like one of those things where I feel like maybe they spent a lot of time on a couple of, a couple of the, the 3D effects, but for the most part it kind of just looks like... What I'm noticing a lot of 3DS games actually look like where... And I think I mentioned this before with um, some other game at some point, but... It has, this, it has this thing where it's clearly using the 3D effect, but everything is at the same depth. Like, it, yeah. it just kind of looks like you're looking at uh, a painting that's got depth to it, but, like, not... I feel like I feel that way with Zelda, actually. With Zelda, you can see, like, his feet coming coming out at you a little bit. And when, like, when, when a fairy comes, like, out of your satchel or whatever and goes back in, like, the little fairy dust kind of flies at you. Like, there are noticeable 3D effects in Zelda... But a lot of these games, it just kind of feels like I'm looking, in, looking at a painting that's been set into the 3DS a, a quarter of a centimeter or something. Like it doesn't have any real depth to it. It's just got the effect overlaid without any real mm. thought into putting, like, ha, ha, how to do it well. But then, like, every once in a while, the angle shifts and, like, the, the ground kind of juts out, you and, juts out at you in sort of the most uncomfortable 3D-esque kind of way. <laughs> it, just does, it just doesn't really feel like it was well thought out i don't know it's it, it's okay it's, it's a fun golf game I, I don't know that i would spend a ton of time on i think seven bucks is a bit much would you say that it's the definitive 3ds golf game absolutely right I would. <laughs> God, why haven't they why haven't they put like just a straight up port of mario golf 64 or toadstool tour on a handheld yeah. point come on was mario there ever golf a, is so a mario... much fun was there ever a Mario Golf game for uh, like Game Boy Color or just the original? There was, game Boy? and it is. There was a Game Boy Color it's one. It's awesome. Yeah, I was gonna say, I bet that'll show up. It was GBA, point. wasn't it? No, it was. There was Game Boy Color one. Not not a GBA one. I don't think so. There might have also been a GBA one. I'm not sure. I don't understand why they stopped making Mario sports titles. Like at a certain point, like it just kind of seems like it's an easy money maker. They're always fun, even if they're not like super imaginative or or like deep. But like, man, Mario Tennis is always fun. Mario Golf is always fun. Like, put that Mario shit Golf on a handheld. Pretty great. Yeah. Do you ever like, play Mario Sports Mix? No, I didn't. Um, yeah, I hear that wasn't quite as good as well, those other ones. 
Yeah, I guess the the sports included in that didn't really didn't really get me get me going. Like basketball, eh. what was the other ones like volleyball and there's hockey. hockey was one yeah, of hockey, hockey was in it. Yeah, there there needs to be a Mario football game. Oh, that's well worn territory. That Mario, would be awesome. Mario Gridiron. Mario Gridiron. <laughs> hey, why not? Mario Touchdown. There, I named it. It's excellent. Oh, no, no, You've I already got, it, got freaking characters from Super Mario World. I, uh, I I got the perfect name. Mario Knight Football. Yeah. Just, uh, oh. There not you bad, go. huh? There you go. M- MNF. Yep. <laughs> I was actually going to write a feature for the site, sort of like just designing that game because they refused to. Well, it wouldn't sell in Japan, so... Then why do they have a Mario football character in Super Mario World? Clearly, there's a some interest. Yeah, that is a little odd that there's those football characters in Super Mario World. But if is you look at ba- all the other games, like baseball, that's huge in Japan. Soccer, you know, big in Japan. Like, and then sports, sports Mix had enough of stuff in it that it didn't really matter if any one of the sports wasn't big enough because there were all the other ones to take care of it. I feel yeah, like I, I feel like it shouldn't be that hard to look at the sales of Madden in the West and determine that there is an audience. Well, they sell yeah, Madden but in Japan. Trying, but it'd be probably developed in Japan, and it would probably be horrible. <laughs> so just make it for the Western market. Like, don't just give it to retro. Give it to that. give it to retro. God, how hard is this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it, if it played anything like Blitz, I mean, I think it'd be a pretty oh, you know good oh. game. I don't know that it has to appeal to the Japanese market. Like, just make it for the Western market. Pull a Metroid. Give it to Retro. Like, yeah. did Prime sell well in Japan? Can't fathom it did. I don't. I, don't I think it actually sold better here. I would hope. Yeah, I think all have. the Prime games sold better here. Metroid's so always been bigger. Yeah, Metroid a, generally sells better. That's here. why they gave it to, yeah. to 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 Retro. I think is because. Of their like core franchises, it's always done better in America. So why not just give it to an American developer? <laughs> and then was, when they gave it back to a Japanese developer, I was oh. gonna say, yeah, you get other M. So we should get back on track. Uh, who else has been playing something worth talking about? I am definitely not playing Mario's P Cross right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you yeah. are. Don't lie. <laughs> I'm gonna hop on my 3DS and see if you're playing it right now. Damn it, I'm actually not gonna. Not if that. I turn the wireless off, <laughs> <laughs> sucker. I was gonna say, make sure you said. Was it you, Mike, who took the screenshot of the weathercock? Yes. Of the okay. Yeah. Send, send that. I'll, I'll have to find that in, on Twitter again, and, and I'll use that as uh, the chapter art right here, because that was awesome. <laughs> that I need to get that. Why isn't just it just called weather a weather vane? It's the same <laughs> number of letters. They could have yeah. used it, but no, it's a weathercock. That is pretty good. <laughs> is that? <laughs> Are you almost... Have you beaten it yet? I... There are a lot of puzzles in this thing. I'm about two-thirds or three-quarters of the way through the star course, which is the... I guess the hard course. But I think there might be another set of puzzles to unlock afterwards. The Rainbow Road course. Because there's room for a third... Select, like, there's, like, the... Like, the... The, like, the mushroom course or whatever, or it's called something, like, some weird Japanese name, and then the star course. But they're not... The way they're lined up on the screen is they take up the top two-thirds of the screen. The bottom third of the screen is blank. So why would you not center them? There must be a third right. set to unlock that I can't yeah, there, see. Yeah, there's got to be. There's got to be. If Neil was here, he'd tell us. Yeah, he's our P-Cross <laughs> I might expert. have to get this game. I mean, it's, you guys love it's it. It's very good. Have you? Have any of you guys, I'm guessing probably just talking to Zach here, but uh, played Picross DS? No, I'd like to, though. Like, I mean, I know that 
like we've been saying, Picross 3D is awesome, and it is, and you should totally get it. It's worth every penny. Um, but I think it's hard for me to get into Mario's, Mario's Picross because I've already played the DS-enhanced version of that version of Picross, because Picross DS was the game that made me excited for Picross 3D. So, like, if I don't... I don't know that I want to go back and play Game Boy Pacross puzzles when I can at least use like a, a nicer touchscreen interface on Pacross DS. And I, I'm ha- I have the game and I've played it a little bit, but I'm having trouble getting excited about playing a, a version of it that, that's that old when I'm so accustomed to playing a, a, a more recent version of it. I don't know. I don't you find the controls to be... Pacross 3D? I mean, do you still have Pacross DS, Andy? Hell yeah. I'd never get rid of that. Uh, oh, what? I'd never get rid of that. Would you uh, want to do a little trade for that? Yeah, I might be up for that. All right. <laughs> we'll talk later. I'll have we'll my talk. people call your people. Excellent. <laughs> well, Zach, do you still have your copy of uh, Other M? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Uh, yeah. yeah. We can make yeah. a trade there. Uh, 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 sounds uh, like one of you comes out uh, way ahead in that scenario, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I've always wanted to play Tetris DS, but it was only on shelves for like oh, a month. I'm so glad I have that game. It's I so good. Game. I can't so, believe they don't sell it anymore. My friends got hooked on that. We would have like five player just DS battles, like all of us. Holy shit. I bring it, it to yeah, packs it every time and there's always awesome. somebody out there playing it. Yeah, yeah it's the the huge like the huge like three, four, or five people like multiplayer battles are just great. I would play it online and it has that one mode. What is it? It's called like push mode, where like each of you one of you's working from the top and the other's working from the bottom and you have to push the other guy like over a line to like to so far, like in the opposite direction, to win. Yeah, and I could beat anybody at that thing. I, I, was, I would always lose in any other mode, but I could crush anybody in push mode for some there, reason. There, there was something about beating someone in Tetris, like online. You know, even though it was so anonymous good. and you had no way that you could communicate with them, there's still something, yeah, just so rewarding well, about winning in that. You know, on the PC, I used to play like when Tetranet was big. Like, I played Tetranet like for hours a day. Okay. But yeah, for some reason, it's the, that push mode in Tetris DS is, is just so good. Yeah, that game was great. Yeah, I don't know why. Why? Why did it just disappear? Was it licensing licensing stuff? Or I mean, it it's was just. Be. It was yeah. It was oh, weird. It was been. weird because it was like developed by THQ but published by Nintendo. Yeah. Because THQ yeah. had the development rights or something. It's totally, totally bizarre. And it had all, seems it had to all switch those... licensors every few months. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it, it, it had all those great like eight. 8-bit sprites and stuff from all the different Nintendo games, yeah. too, from the NES era. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. According to Wikipedia, which is never wrong, um, as of <laughs> July 25, 2007, Tetris DS had sold 2.05 million copies worldwide. It is now out of print because Nintendo's license for the Tetris series was up. There you go. Why would you wow. not renew that? Yeah, I exactly. Maybe they couldn't. I don't know. That seems like a no-brainer, like, renew this because it's a guaranteed moneymaker. Yeah. Probably, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, guys. There's never been evidence of it selling well in the past. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> um, a- Andy, when you were talking about what you've been playing, I, I was hoping you were going to slip some uh, Doctor Who love in there. Oh my God! Oh, thanks for uh, mentioning the TARDIS in the last uh, last show post. By the way, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. think I wouldn't me. catch that. Time, that was... wait, time and relative dimension. Wait, T A distortion. Time and relative dimension in space. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. All right. It's in all the right. Doctor's Wife. They say it in the Doctor's Wife. Yep. 
I'm making my way through the uh, the, the newer episodes, the newer the, the 2005 plus for the first time, and I watched this evening. I watched for, uh, what is widely considered to be the best episode of the series in Blink. And uh, is that one of those Angel episodes? Yeah, yeah. I fucking yeah. hate the Angels. They're so stupid. Well, yeah. I'm like the only person great. though. Everybody loves the Angels, and I they think came, they're so retarded. They're in more than one episode. Oh yeah, they come back a lot. They're well, in the outfield. I was just really happy. I was just really happy because it has Carrie Mulligan, who I think is excellent. Uh, she was in a movie called the an, an Education, which I really liked, and she's just a good actress and eh, kind of cute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just a really good episode. Like it was just kind of well well assembled. It was a really good hour long. Like doesn't didn't require a whole ton of like foreknowledge. Carl uh, Cashnada have been trying to get me to just skip to that episode first and. I'm not. I'm not quite built that way, but I really did see that I wouldn't have needed to have too much, too much like knowledge aside from knowing that the doctor is a time traveler before I got there. Right. Yeah. Because the doctor's not even the main character. You know, like in that episode, he's really just this this small role. You know, it's all yeah. about this girl who's never even been in the show before. So it is an easy episode to get into. Welcome but then to again, the Doctor Who cast. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No but sure. then again, it, it's also I feel so left out. <laughs> go watch Blink, and then you'll yeah, understand. Yeah. You got, you, got, you got Netflix, right? Go uh, go pick up. It's on Netflix. It's uh, yeah, you should, it, season yeah. three, episode ten. My uh, Netflix is going to run out because of that price crap. Is it episode ten? Uh, I thought it was episode seven. Guys, the Picross I was doing was a goldfish, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are all over the place. I believe the Japanese term is a koi. <laughs> Dead air. Thanks, Zach. You just killed the podcast. Silence. Um, here, I'll talk. You games. can insert cricket chirping there, Scott. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll track down the uh, the sound effect. Uh, maybe I'll just put the Buck Bumble uh, rap in there. Again. Are there any good Doctor Who video games? No, surprisingly. Are there any bad ones, or is there just? None? I think yeah, there, I think there are a couple bad ones. There's a couple like one, like you know how they always make like in America like they've always got like the really 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 crappy budget like CSI video game for PC. Oh, yeah, I think there's oh, one. Shit. I think there's one of those for Doctor Who. I guess That's having watched okay. a lot of ha- having watched a lot of the a lot of the series now, at least the first like three seasons, basically, like all I would really want from a video game made out of Doctor Who is just a, a game where I hit a button on the controller and the Doctor is just awesome on screen for like a minute and a half. <laughs> Sonic Screwdriver does everything. Have to be like one awesome video clip, like where the Doctor starts laughing and then like punches someone. Have you guys seen? This is Nintendo related. Have you guys seen? Um, some guy did like an animation of like if they made an SNES Doctor Who video game. This is what the opening intro like cinematic would look like no. and it's the it's the doctor who opening but done in like mode seven with this brilliant snes midi soundtrack oh, so good. awesome i need to find you that. Have, yeah you have just made my life my track it down and, and make it the put a, like a link in the in the chapter art i'll do to, that, to that. It's awesome, right brilliant. now and it's on youtube i think Excellent. 
Um, but yeah, let, let, let's talk games a bit. Um, so okay. I'm uh, j- just a bit, then we can go back to nonsense. Um, I'm uh, playing Phineas and Ferb, the second dimension, I think is the full name, uh, for Wii. Beyond the it. second dimension. Oh, is it beyond the second dimension? I believe it is. So they're in the okay. third dimension, wow. Yeah, this is getting crazy. Um, and I'm actually kind of surprised at, at how enjoyable it is. Um, it reminds me a lot of the uh, the Lego games, especially the Harry Potter one, the, the most recent one. Uh, in that, I mean, you're basically two characters. Uh, the AI controls the second one if you don't have a second player. And uh, there's just a million destructible things in the environment. And you pick up a bunch of little, like, I don't know, little items that you, you're collecting. I mean, there's like five different things you're collecting. And then uh, within the levels, there's points where you have to, like, make an invention. So then you have to look around the world and find these different items and put them all together uh, on your blueprint and then build the the, um, the item, and then it gets you further in the level. And um, it's just, I don't know, it, it's kind of charming. I've never seen the show at all. Um, but it's I always, funny. I see, I always hear great things. And even the show, or even the game, is very well written. And, and there's the whole cast uh, from the cartoon seems to be there. And with all the voice actors and stuff, so um, yeah, it, it's very, uh, very true to the series. It seems, and um, it gets a little deep too. It, it, when you're playing, you collect uh, like chips, and then later on, you can use those to uh, upgrade your different weapons that you have, so you can like get more damage or, or a better like recharge rate, or you know like more uh, like increase your rate of fire and different things like that. And I was just a little surprised that they had something that you know sort of complex um you know within a kids game that's kind of funny. Yeah. It reminds me of um a game i played for the ds i think it was the last game i ever reviewed actually um and and i ended up giving it like a decent review because um the game well i guess i'll tell you first the game was like horse adventures or something like it was like yeah. it was like a horsey game like you know like like and you think it'd be really awful like you know it's like all oh, this clearly was made for like little girls who really probably don't even really play video games, but they have a DS and they like horses, so someone made this horse game. But the game is actually an Elite Beat Agents clone, where you have to tap oh. in rhythm, and it does, like, you have to slide things and you have to tap things, and like it, all the motions are, like, ripped straight out of Elite Beat Agents, and you have to do it on rhythm to, like, ride the horse properly. So it was actually a pretty good game. It was just Elite <laughs> Beat Agents with a horse riding skin on top of it. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Wow. Kind of music did it have? Track that I down. I can't remember. I think I. I think I, 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 I'm almost certain I sold it. Like, <laughs> I'm almost certain I, I like traded it in towards something else or. Carrie Underwood. Like that. I wish it was an all-country soundtrack. Yeah, Horse That'd Adventures. Check it out. Or Horse well, Life. Well. Might have been Horse Life or Horse Something. It was two words, and the first word was horse. Was life spelled? <laughs> with, was life spelled? There can't with a be y? that many no. of them. <laughs> That's too bad. Um, but yeah, Phineas and Ferb, a lot of fun. I, I got to play more of it and then review it. I've only played the first few levels, but I'd say if you like the show and you have kids or I don't know, like a little brother or maybe even just like a girlfriend or boyfriend. I mean, it, it seems like it's a pretty fun little cooperative game and yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. So excellent. You, you two should talk about Final Fantasy three, six while I go get a Mountain Dew. <laughs> Final Fantasy three, six. Yeah. Final Fantasy 3-6 Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> that that should exist in something. I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Andy. Yes. How you CRB. Hi. Okay. Bye, Zach. How you liking Final Fantasy 3-6? I, you know, I played this game in the '90s when it was 
relatively new, and I got all the way to the last tower, Kefka's Tower, at the very end, and I was never able to, to, to get through it. I think I just... I didn't have the patience to go grind a whole bunch, and by the time I, I remember being really, really loving the like last little cutscene before you go in there, um, and thinking, "Holy crap, this is kind of a crazy way that they made that they may have to end up ending this this uh, story," but I never figured out how it ended. So <laughs> I I even picked it up on Game Boy Advance like back in 2007, I think, back when it came out in 2007, and I played through maybe like six hours of it then, and then. As is the case with every every other JRPG I've played in the last decade and a half, I just kind of fell off interest. And, it's just too damn long. Yeah, it's just so much reading, and, like, the combat is fun for a few hours, but after a while, like, I just desperately want it to be over, so I don't have the patience for grinding, because I'm running away from battles at a certain point, because I don't care anymore. And I, yeah. Like, the, the the battles are rarely difficult, like, only, only boss battles are ever really difficult, so, I don't know. I... I Love the story though. The story and the music is so good. Oh god. Yeah, it is. Uh, I never I'm, made I'm, it. Pe- I'm liking it, but I'm already kind of feeling the burnout hit. The the five hour know. the five hour wall that I always hit. I'm hoping to to break through it. I'm like somewhere in the middle of like I'm in, I'm in the second part of that three part split that happens about four hours into the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like I, I think I, I did uh, I did all of uh, Saban's story already. And now I'm going through lock story where you're having to like go through like the secret passageway in the mansion. Exactly, yeah, sneak through the town, yeah. Yeah, I've never made it past I don't even think I've ever even made it to the airship. Really? I can't believe this. Like I, just, I wasn't into RPGs as a kid. And I got into them like later, um, even after like I didn't get into them until like everybody had already finished Final Fantasy Seven, I think. Um, yeah. so I tried playing it, but I hit a wall. It's it's so damn long, and I think if it was the kind of game, if I had had it when I was a kid, like when you're a kid, like when you only get like one or two games a year, right? Like, I would have like, oh, this is the only game I have, so I'm going to invest every ounce of my time into it, <laughs> right? But, well, and especially with all that free time, <laughs> yeah, especially when you're, when you're a kid and you can just do whatever the heck you want, but right. like. Now, I, I'm at a point, and this happens with a lot of games, where, like, I'll play a game, and I'll play it, and I'll play it, like, constantly, and I'll just overdose on it, and then, yeah. like, if a new game comes out, and I get it, there's, like, a 90% chance that I'm not going to finish the current game that I'm on. Yeah. Right. I, I think one of the reasons I have a problem playing JRPGs, and uh, Final Fantasy is no exception, I think, not even JRPGs, a- any sort of RPG, is that I, I have... Um, Decision remorse, I guess, is one way to put it. I don't like cognitive the fact dissonance. That I can't... Is the psychological term for that? What was that? Cognitive dissonance. Oh, okay. Yes. I don't like the fact that I that I'm constantly missing. If I don't check every barrel, every box, every bookshelf, I'm the same way. Every yep. pot. If I don't check everything in the game, I'm going to miss a character that I need to get through the end of the game, and I know it. Like or it an may item not be or something. If, yeah. Yeah, I'm, there's going to be a character who makes the game so much easier and so much more fun that I'm not going to get because I didn't talk to a cat in the corner of a town. <laughs> that is very much a Final Fantasy thing, too. Yeah, it's, it, something, it's a definite fear. It's it not illogical. The, it slows the game down so much. And it's the same deal with, like, Mass Effect. Like, Mass Effect is a game I want to play through because I've heard how good Mass Effect 2 is, and I'm not the kind of player who will jump to the sequel. I just won't do it. Like, I, I may end up doing it in this case, but I really, 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 really would rather play them in order. And I have both games. 
um, sitting on a shelf doing nothing, like, you know, Lindemann syndrome. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's hard because of the fact that your character carries over from one to two, exactly. but two is so much just more refined and, and more and just improved upon uh, the, the first game that I would say if, if you're having a really hard time getting through one to just start with two because two is so great and just such a great like cinematic experience that I'd say just just go for it. Plus, well, like, when you start, you get to basically make all the choices you would have yeah. made in the nice little like five minute scene. <laughs> well, like, like with hey, like Fallout Three, I wanted to, I wanted to like Fallout Three because I like the idea of this big open world where there's so much to look at and do. It's so bad. But I'm also I also don't like that. Like I I don't like a video game that obscures my choices. For one, like I understand what they're trying to do. They want to make it feel less of a game to me. They 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 want it to make. To, they want it to, to feel, feel organic to the player so that it's not quite so clearly black and white what I'm doing. But the problem is, I, as a guy who like thinks logically and is like into into technology and not really a programmer, but I have a programmer's brain. Like I need to know how it's working. I don't want you to to obscure my decision. Right, you want to take want apart to, the system. I want, yeah, exactly. And, and if I can't do that, then I think I'm doing it wrong, and I and I get frustrated. Um, in, in a game like Fallout, for instance, I, I started talking about Mass Effect, but I'll, I'll go to Fallout because Fallout's probably a better example. A game like Fallout, I I played through the through the tutorial and I kind of liked it. I didn't like the fact that I didn't really know what my choices were. Like I don't know what the end result of these choices I'm making. All I know is that I chose to do the right thing early in the game, and maybe that makes the game a lot harder to play through. I don't know, maybe. Um, but then when I got out into the open the open world, I ended up in some warehouse and I fought a few guys and found loot and I think this was actually just, just talked about on the latest RFN I don't like the fact that everything drops loot and most of it's worthless because then I have to yeah. I have to carry it and I have to decide like maybe this rusty wrench is worthless but hell maybe it's not maybe it's part <laughs> of a weapon that I need maybe it opens a vault later in the game that you absolutely yeah. right. need to get into to get a super weapon yeah and I and like I, I understand like the idea behind that system like there's a hundred different weapons so you have to find the one that you like playing with that works for you but I don't like that like I, I want to know what the cho- the consequences of the choices that I'm making or I feel yeah like I'm me too them. me too same reason I never really finished a GTA game like there's just so much to besides do besides the I, fact that it's friggin boring yeah they are well there's that I suppose but like I just don't like I don't like them trying to obscure my decisions so that I don't know what the consequences really are. Which is why with GTA I would, for me with GTA it's just that I cannot pass up a subquest. So yeah, you know you're walking exactly. around and it'll say press X to do this. I'm like, oh, all right. And <laughs> then I just I totally lose track of what I'm supposed to do. I can't pass up a subquest until I've played enough of the game that I know for a fact it's not gaining me anything. Yeah, and I was I'm that not, way with the first Assassin's Creed for a really long time. I'm not really sure right. exactly how this applies to Final Fantasy 3, because Final Fantasy 3 well, is... Andy, with Final Fantasy 3, you have to keep playing until Locke meets Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, um, I, I, I ended up writing the, uh, the post for the top 20 um, Final Fantasy 3, um, I don't know, uh, posting, and... Um, Neil actually made the post itself. I just wrote the text because I, I still haven't really posted anything on the site yet, so I'm a big idiot and don't know how. Um, but he he made the little Twitter blurb that like this lock is better than the one in Lost, and I was like, oh, I don't I don't know if I would have said. I don't that. agree with this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just read that before we started. I was like, oof, I, I don't know. I might have to words clear my, my name a little bit in the comments. I gotta. <laughs> 
I wouldn't spout such things. Just email Neil and tell him, don't tell me what I can't do. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. I'll do it. Um, But yeah, well, I was going to say, all all those complaints, I feel like, at least in the first half of Final Fantasy III, don't really apply. I feel like, and that's the portion of Final Fantasy III that I was really loving, um, is when you're in the world of balance before Kefka just destroys everything. Um, Because I feel like it's a very tight game, and it's very focused, and... It keeps funneling you in the right direction. And I don't feel like you really can miss anything. You know, it's it, for the most part everything you need is is there. But then well, here, the, here, the here's moment an example, I I'm I'm actually playing through this game with an FAQ because at this point in my life I don't care. I right. I, I have no <laughs> no shame at this point in my life. I will play through the game that makes in, in the way that makes me enjoy it the most. And if that means right. I'm cheating, so so be it. So uh, there's a point in the game early on where Terra is asked to join the Returners. And I learned that if you say no, like, three times before you say yes, you get a better item out of it. Oh, really? That, and I read that, and I just got angry, and I was like, damn it, like, that's the kind of thing that makes me upset. Um, and I know, I know there's a character in the game that you can lose if you, if you play a certain way. Exactly. Um, well, I was I was just gonna say yeah. that that the point in 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 my playing of Final Fantasy III, which if no one knows, I'm playing it for the first time right now. I've, I've never oh, you are. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've, I've I've never played it. Yeah. Um, but the point where everything changed for me was right right before the world turns into the world of ruin when the continents are all split up and stuff, and Kafka like you know gets supreme power or whatever. Um, you have this ninja, Shadow, who, who's, at, to this point, has randomly joined and then left your party pretty much at will. You know, he, you yeah. don't really have any control. You don't even know anything about him. He just, he's basically a bounty hunter, mm. which might tie into Metroid later. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, so, so he comes and he helps you on this floating continent, and then it, it's being destroyed, and you have to get to the airship, and there's a, a countdown, which also ties into Metroid. And so you're, uh, <laughs> this is great. There's all these segues if I was using them. Um, but so you, so you get to the airship, and so I, apparently if you wait till there's like five seconds left, he'll he'll meet up with you again, and then you'll all get on the airship because he stayed behind to distract Kefka so you can escape. But if you get on the airship before then, then he just dies, and yeah. you, that's it. And there's there's no way you would even know that. I mean, to this point, the game's taught you that he will leave and join as he pleases. And then yep. yet you're supposed to just know... And why should you delay to... getting on the ship? You want to get on the Ex- ship as soon as possible. Exactly. And I feel like when I got to the ship, I had like about 10 seconds left. And I was like, oh God, get on. Um, <laughs> I, I, of course, I didn't even think to wait. Why would you? And, and then after that point, the game opens up a lot um, once you get the airship for the second time. And, and, well, basically, not to spoil anything, Andy, but you, well, you've, you've already gotten to near the end I've of the played, game. I've played, yeah. Yeah, your, your party is completely scattered, and you have to you have to bring them all together again. And well, you don't have to get everybody; you can just get enough to make a, a party and get the airship, and then you can basically go and and try to beat Kafka. But obviously, it'd be best to to get all the party together if you want to see everyone's you know sort of conclusion and get yeah. everyone's uh, ending there and get some closure. Um, but at this point, it, the game why, really. Why opens... are you guys playing this game? <laughs> it just sounds like a torturous chore. It really does. No, it, it's a lot of fun, and and like I said, the first half of the game is great, and in the second half, I'm still really enjoying. But just like Andy, I'm playing again not with a walkthrough now. I didn't have to do that the first half of the game, but now I am because I don't want to miss anybody. Yeah, and, and it, it, it's still a lot of fun, and there's still some some cool dungeons and stuff, and there's still some great scenes. Um, I, I, I don't but, know if you've gotten this far or not yet, because I don't re- recall at what point in the game it is, but in response to why anybody asks why are you playing this game, the answer is always the opera scene. 
Yeah, that that's before the world falls, falls apart, and that, that scene is, is great. One of the greatest scenes in any video game I've ever played, and yeah. I've only and I haven't ever gotten that far. I've never gotten back that far since I have tried to play the game again and again. Um, yeah, you you should stick with it. it I'm going to play at least that far. Let's put it that way. No, I know yeah. I've made it that far. I've that's just an incredible freaking transcendent moment in video games. From yeah, what I remember. Well, I, I feel like there's even a great scene. As soon as the the world is in ruin, I, I feel like there's this great moment where you wake up and you're just the one character, and it's the um, Andy. If you didn't rename your characters, you might know her name. I named all my characters because I'm like a little kid. But um, I, I the, kept them the, the, the 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 female knight who um, who joins um, Locke in the town actually where just where you're at. Yeah. Um, she she was part of the empire, but the she's the one I leads. just got to her. Kate. <laughs> Do you know her name? Is it Maria? I think maybe it's Maria. I don't know. That doesn't sound right. But regardless, it, it doesn't matter. But, but Anna Lucia. And you... <laughs> Audience is screaming at us right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, heck just spouts out Mr. Echo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Smoke yeah. monster. Vincent. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so you Next wake up... Next time I play a game where I have to name characters, <laughs> they're all going to be lost characters. <laughs> Um, so you, you wake up and you're in bed and, and this old man who she considers to be her grandpa, even though I don't think there's any actual relation, um, who had, who had taken care of her while she was, you know, part of the empire is there and he's taking care of her again and he's rescued her and you're just on this little island and he, he's fallen ill while watching over you while you've been basically sort of in a coma and, uh, he hasn't eaten in several days. So he asks you to go down to the, uh, to the beach and like get a fish for him so he can eat. So every time you go back and get a fish and then you come back to the house, you see him. He's at the left side of the screen, and then he walks to the right and gets back in bed. And you give him the fish, and you know, he keeps saying, like, oh, I'm not long for this world and all this kind of stuff. And then um, you, you just keep giving the fish. And then finally you come back one time, and he's just already in bed, and he's, uh, and he's dead. And but he's left you a note, and he says to go like behind the bookcase or something. And when you go down there, it turns out he's been going down there while sick, and he's like made you a raft so you can escape the island, and like go save the world. Wow! And I just thought it was such a cool scene. It was unlike anything I've really seen in a game like this. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of awesome. And it was just so like deep, you know. And I because I, I kept wondering, I was like, why was he out of bed? Why does he keep walking back to bed as soon as they get in the house? And it's because he's been like helping you this whole time, and like basically killing himself to to save the world, to help you. So, yeah, it's a cool. really cool scene. There's a lot, of, a lot of little moments like that in the game. It's a very well-assembled game, and I think of any other Final Fantasy game, it has it nails the story so incredibly right on. Yeah. So it, it's great. If you guys haven't played it to completion, which I haven't even completed it yet, I, I would say give it a shot. I, I It's easily the best have, Final Fantasy game. Like without a I doubt. have no patience for games like the ones you're describing. <laughs> okay. Well, Zach, don't don't play it then. Even if you think it's funny to name all your characters after lost characters. <laughs> I don't know that that'll be enough to get you through it. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, that's enough Final Fantasy 3. We, we can move on. Alright. I'd talk about what I've been playing, but my Wii is broken and all I've been doing on my PS3 is watching Voyager. And I skipped the first two seasons because they're shitty. <laughs> uh, once Seven of Nine gets on the show, it gets a lot better. Yeah, well, why is that, Zach? That's a shocker, Zach. That's a real, well, that's she's, a real shocker. She's a foil for Janeway, Andy. <laughs> oh, I see. of course, right. And she's that's wrapped also... in foil, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was telling my wife the other day, because um, she... she 
does crosswords on the couch while I watch TV. <laughs> and uh, and I was saying that I don't know how long it's been since you guys watched the show, but it's, you know, whenever you just think of 7 of 9, you think boobs. But really, that's that's not what makes her kind of inhuman. It's her figure. Like, she's just got this inhuman hourglass figure like i don't know if i don't know if she's got a corset on under that thing or i don't know but it's just kind i don't of think i ever watched any of voyager after she joined the show i watched like a little bit of the first couple of years that's all i really remember i, I i've seen pictures and i think i've seen her in like random episodes here and there but i don't think i've watched enough of the show with her on it to have an opinion I think it's, I know I, I think Voyager I know I tried to is, go back and rewatch some Next Generation after it hit Netflix and was oh, really surprised to learn that it doesn't hold up <laughs> that well. Well, okay, ninety percent of the episodes of Next Generation don't hold up, but there are a few like the one where Data is put on trial as like an appliance. That's amazing. Well, like um, yeah, that, that one's probably pretty good. I think the, the biggest problem I was watching Best of Both Worlds, which is considered li- widely to be like among the best episodes of the of the series. Um, and I just found there was a whole lot of like really intense stares, followed by really intense <laughs> yes. music, followed by techno babble, followed by like really really boring space like space action scenes. And like I, I mean I love I ate this shit up when I was you know twelve, but I'm sitting there on the couch and my wife is looking at me like, are you fucking kidding me? And I can't <laughs> find anything to grasp onto to defend it. Riker, Riker's horrible acting. That's the problem. Is they're all bad. I don't remember it, them except Picard. Picard. Except Picard. Right. Yeah, because he's a real actor. So many <laughs> intense stares and like really, really labored, slow delivery of dialogue. Ugh. I Can want. Are you talking to... about Metroid? <laughs> <laughs> speaking. Speaking of, Andy's going to give that game a thumbs down or show a thumbs down. Yes, I am. I want to play Metroid. Uh, so that's time again. all I've been doing. I'm uh, but I've also been playing a lot of Metroid Fusion in preparation oh, for this feature. Take it away, Scott. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Metroid, 25 years old. How about that? Um, nice. Who here? She looks Metroid? good for her age. I, well, yeah. I, does anyone look bad at 25? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, who here has actually played the first game? Many times. Many, many, not, many, many, many I times. I have completed it. I've I have tried playing not. Metroid multiple times, but... I this is where the three of us get in a fist fight with Andy. I have played yeah, the first Andy, Metroid all the way through probably about a dozen times. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's, so it's a quick game. I I can probably play through the entire thing in about th- two, three hours, max. Now, did did you play it like first? Like, was it the first Metroid game you ever played? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. See, I, I got Metroid I and Kid like... for Christmas the same same year they came out. And, and see, uh, I, I I thought you were gonna say that because I know you you're a few years older than I. Think the rest of us, and um, and I thought that's that a nice really way cares. of putting it, Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zach and I are about the same age. Oh, are you? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So Zach just never played it as a kid. I, yeah, I was like, how do I dress this up? Oh, I did. I step did. on any toes. But um, I feel like if the only time anyone really can say that game is good is if they it was the first one they played. Yeah, I find it kind of really hard, really hard to go back to. If, if you grew up when I grew up, chances are when you played NES, you played it when you accompanied by a little black magazine that was put out. I think before Nintendo Power, it was called, like, I think the official player's guide. Um, I remember out, that, put out yeah. by Nintendo, and basically it was a strategy guide for about 30 NES games with about yeah. a four- 
to ten pages, like five to ten pages each, and they had maps and things. They had Metroid mapped out, most of it, maybe not all of it, but um, so it was never a problem. I never had a, had to worry about getting lost in Metroid because I never tried to learn Metroid without a map in front of me. It just wasn't it wasn't anything I ever bothered myself with. There's I think there was at least a few parts that weren't in the book because there's one part of the game. Um, the part where you're basically mining for missile upgrades before you go face, I think, Ridley. I, I always yeah. I always get lost. Um, and, of course, it all looks the same, so it's not exactly easy to keep track of how, how far you've gone. But um, I think I played it um, about last about a year, year and a half ago uh, on Virtual Console. And, yeah, I, I have no problem playing, blazing through the game. I... Um, when it came when, when it came out as a bonus for Metroid Prime, I think you had to like link up Prime Infusion and then it unlocked yep. in one or the other. Yeah, I actually yeah. played through yeah. the same game. Same thing. And, same thing happened when you linked up Fusion and uh, Zero Mission. You unlock the original Metroid in Zero Mission. Right. I unlocked it in Prime, I think, by linking up Fusion, and I played through most of it in one sitting while I was waiting for my friend to get back from like a concert or something. I was, nice. I, was I was waiting for him at his house, and it was empty. I was just kind of waiting for him to get back and. I was like, huh, I have my Game Boy with me. I have Fusion with me. He has Metroid Prime. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, Metroid, the original, was the first Metroid game that I had played, but I'd played it much later in life, like sometime around like high school or college, and I, just, I couldn't get into it because um, it's just everything is so samey and it's so easy to get lost. Yeah, that was my deal. I first, I, the first three, I played all three of the first three Metroids when I was young, and I didn't get it. At the time. <laughs> right. Um, and part of it was, I mean, with with Metroid and Metroid 2, it was everything looks exactly the same. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, to this day, Sin- I have not played Metroid 2. I think I played like 20 minutes of it, of it once or something, but yeah, I've I'm never in, played it. I'm in the same boat. all right. I'm yeah, same here. Uh, I'm hoping that hits the 3DS at some point. Uh, maybe in two days would well, be I would nice. Cross my fingers. Yeah, well, yeah I would. Good luck. Cross. Good luck yeah, with that. Get, Develop arthritis. <laughs> we have, just side note: If we have a shitty release this week on Virtual Console, like this is the first week of Virtual Console that the new price drop buyers will see. And if we have a shitty yeah. week, I'm going to be so That's insanely sick. disappointed. If we have a shitty week, Mike's going to go off next week. He's just going to have an hour long rant yeah. about what's wrong with the 3ds. <laughs> yeah. It, Neil and I have been Kate waiting. Ashley for Game Boy Color. Neil and I have been waiting <laughs> to square off on that. So. <laughs> I think like the, um, the, the biggest problem with the original Metroid is that there's at least two, if not three, spots in the game where you can fall into a hole that you really can't get out of. Like you yeah. can you can bomb jump your way out of it if you're incredibly patient, but for the most part, there's there's no way out of it. There's actually a spot early in the game where you can get the freeze beam well ahead of when you're supposed to get it, um, but you have to be patient enough to, to to bomb jump your way out of a hole. When you're done, and it's not—it doesn't really appear to be like a bug they meant to cover up and forgot. Like there's le- there's actual level design there. There's just no way to get out of it without like I think the high jump, which you can't get at that point. Um, so I, I and then there's there's a couple of there's like one um, hole you can fall into, like where the floor is like like not see through, but uh, it looks like it's there, but it's not really there. And if you fall into that hole, you're kind of fucked. Um, there's, out, there's also a trick where you can, if you um, stand, if you open a door door by shooting it, and then get like halfway into the door, and then let, let the door close on you, you can hit down and up very quickly, back and back, back and forth, back and forth, 
and rise through the the <laughs> screen. And there wow. are about a hundred places in the game where that can get you permanently stuck. <laughs> but there's also a few places in the game where it kind of looks like there's level design. And you're like, oh, cool, there's like a place up here, I want to go check that out. But it's clearly just like scrap level design that never made it into the game because... The minus world. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I find, and I could be wrong because I haven't played that much Metroid, but I find the hardest thing with it when it, when it comes to me trying to play it, and, it, and even though this isn't Super Metroid to some extent, is just having to bomb everything to like try to find yeah. exits yeah. and entrances. You know, it's very much just this trial and error game where you just you have to sh- like bomb every square inch of the of the world to move on. At, and, at and, least, at least Super Metroid gave you the X-ray visor. Exactly, and Super Metroid for the most part, when you, you know. Well, and you had the super bomb, so you could just drop a super bomb, it hit the entire yeah, screen, screen yeah. and you could, you, if there was anything, you'd see it. I think, like, when it comes to my being able to enjoy those NES games, because, like, Zelda 2 is another one that I love, that I know was not widely loved. Um, what else? Uh, there was another one that I was... Oh, the, the Zelda 1, for that matter. Zelda 1 is the game that a lot yeah, of Zelda people, 1's pretty good. Yeah, but it's still a lot of bombing every every little mountain face yeah, to find caves and whatnot. Yeah, both uh, Zelda one and Metroid one are infinitely better if you have a book of gridded out graph paper next to you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, my my friend when growing up, he, he was the same age as me. We were in school together. He was a hardcore Zelda fan, and he had like the grid paper, and he had the entire map drawn out in grid paper. It yeah. was insane. Nice. He beat he beat it and he beat the master quest. Well, I feel like or the second quest. I feel like quest. my ability to enjoy those games is a happy marriage of those games being coming out at a time where I was like imprinting on things like those games came out when I don't know, 85 to 87. We're talking I was like, like a baby duck. 8 like uh, yeah, 8 to 10 years old. Like that's when I was really playing video games like as a kid. And also those games are small enough that I could memorize them at that age and have not forgotten them yet. Like, there's not... Yeah. Like, the, the problem with, like, Super Metroid is it's so big that you have to scan everything because it's hard to memorize it. At least for me, it is. But you get the map. You do get the map. That's right. Oh, uh, the map is a godsend. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I can play through Mar- or not Mario, uh, Zelda 1 also in a few hours because I know where everything is. I've known where everything is for 25 years. I've never forgotten yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's not challenging, really. I mean, it's challenging, in in like technically to some extent, but largely it's it's an exercise in nostalgia. Like for me, playing Metroid One or Zelda One is kind of like watching a movie that I grew up on. Right. It's the same, well, it's I the mean, same experience. The, those games were just developed in sort of a bygone era where where you the more was expected of the player. You know, no one now is going to jump into Metroid and then grab graph paper and start yeah. plotting out the map because there's not a map in the game. No, you'll right. say there you'll see there's no map, you'll get frustrated and you'll move on. You know, it's yeah. just you were not expected to do that anymore and so we don't. Well, Metroid is not an easy game either. Like Metroid is actually a pretty challenging challenging game because you have like what 30 health to start off with. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Ta- it doesn't take long to lose those thirty health, especially when you if you don't know where to get what, where to get the power ups quickly. You're just going to wander around getting killed all the time, trying to find something to make the game easier. And you have to grind for missiles to kill Mother Brain. Mm-hmm. And Ridley. And Ridley. It's yeah. not really grinding. It's more just exploring. That, Gri- that's what I mean. Yeah. Grinding indicates you're playing you the same. You can't just. Well, you can't just go through the game. Yeah. You yeah. know, hit point A to point B and. and Kill those guys. You might be yeah. able to, but you'd have to be really good at it to do it without with with less missiles than usual. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. Should we move on to Super Metroid? 
Super so. Metroid. Which I personally believe is the best video game ever. Oh, it's wow. my favorite video game. Well, maybe, see, I, don't, I don't know if it's the best video game, but it's easily not, my favorite video game. Not Mario's Picross? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Super Metroid was the, the first Metroid game I ever played. Um, it's the first one it, I ever played in, any, in earnest. When, when did when did it? It was ninety four that it came out. Is that right? The year was nineteen ninety four. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so kind of like you, Andy, like how you said you were like seven or eight when you got Metroid. That would put me at like nine when when I got Super Metroid, and I didn't even know what it was. Um, I kind of wrote this in my Final Fantasy three blog, which I guess might never actually see the I don't know see daylight because now it's kind of been edited to become the Final Fantasy three like top 20 post, but uh, um, my cousin was really into games, and he was a couple years older than me, and he got my grandma to buy me a Super Nintendo for one Christmas, and basically any game I ever played was a game that he either let me borrow or that he just asked a, convinced a relative to buy me for a holiday. You know, I didn't really know anything about games. I mean, I knew Mario. <laughs> you know, like, I like that, but there's no way I was going to check out a game like Super Metroid. It, I, it meant nothing to me. Um, but he... he got my grandma or, or my mom or someone to get it for me one holiday season, and I, I played a good chunk of it, but just couldn't ever figure it out. I, I was too young. It, it just didn't really make a lot of sense to me. I got lost a lot. Um, I liked it, and I remember it, it being completely different than anything I'd ever played to that point, but it, it was just lost on me until probably until I was about like maybe even 11 or 12. I mean, it might have been two or three years after I got the game that I actually went back to it uh, as like a middle schooler, one like summer vacation, and and really put some time into it and uh, and completed it. And I remember just like being very just blown away by it from start to finish. Yeah, I didn't play it. Um, I think I tried playing it once, and then I got stalled out on it. Like I got stuck, and then I played it again. I think I might have been in high school. Uh, if not, I definitely did it while I was in college, and and I just fell in love with it. It's like it's so. So good. It's very, it's so atmospheric, which is not something that a lot of Super Nintendo games can pull off. Like that level of atmosphere, and that that level of isolation, and you feel you know you're completely marooned or almost marooned on this planet. Um, You have to just figure it out. Like here is a maze. Figure it out, and that's the whole game. And the bosses are pretty awesome. The bosses are so good. Bosses are awesome. Music's great. Music is in, yeah. The music is incredibly good. It's probably it's probably my favorite Super Nintendo soundtrack. Yeah, it's a damn good soundtrack. I always, and I always get stuck. Even to this day, I've beaten it like I think I've beaten it like three or four times now. And I always get stuck at one point, um, sometime like right around where you I, I I'm I'm so bad I don't even know the names of all the areas. But there's the the water area. Um, right. I always get stuck right around, like, and even though, like, I can get into it, and then I'll, get, I'll loop around the same thing, like, four times, trying to figure out where I'm supposed <laughs> to go, and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to go over there. But I just, I, for some reason, I always loop around it four times. Or, Meridian. Yeah, Meridian. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's this one spot in Meridia where I just always get stuck, and I'm like, where do I go? And that, then that's funny. I figured it out. I haven't played the game in a while, but I, I kind of remember getting stuck there, too. Like, around the time you get there, and then you get into the, uh, like the derelict ship or whatever. Yeah, the ghost it ship. might be is that the, what it is. Yeah, this is like the ghost ship. It might be the spot where you have to super bomb that glass corridor. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Shatters yeah. open, and then you can access access like a whole other part of the 
of the uh, of the area. But now now I recognize that part because I'm like, oh, here's that glass tube. I'm supposed to super bomb. But yeah. the first time I was that was like the biggest brain twist ever. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> right? Because why would you think to yeah, do it? Yeah, you it, just it's think it's a glass done. tube. You would just walk through it. It's the only one in yeah. the game. And but then once you do it the first time, like you're like, oh well, of course. Like you said, only one in the game. I mean, it just. There, you can see platforms above and under it where it makes you you know you know you got to get there eventually. Yeah, you got to get outside the tube. But so once you do it, it makes perfect sense. I like that once you get the grapple beam, you can just really make it hard on yourself to get some other items. Uh, but you can do it. Yeah, you know, uh, there, there's a whole lot of just like you guys said, figure it out, and you don't necessarily have to follow the path that they set out for you. And I did always yeah. at one point get the, the first time I played it, I got super frustrated at this spot. There's a spot where you absolutely have to wall jump, and it shows you how like the little ostrich thing does the wall jump, and you're like, right, so you're right. like oh, I have to do that. But the control for wall jumping is not yeah. good in Super Metroid. It's so it's... much better in Fusion and Zero Mission. Yeah, like, yeah. it works well, right. It's, you have to be so precise with it in Super Metroid that it's really a pain in the ass, and you're really thankful that you only really have to do it in that one part of the game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very very tough. Um, although if you do get really good at it, that kind of ena- enables yeah. you in your in the speed runs if you want to get through yeah. the game quickly. Um, but it is very 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 difficult. It, in the end of the game, I, I haven't been in so long. Can't you go back and rescue them, or do they come with you regardless? I, I kind of remember. I think they come with I, you regardless. I know they're in fusion, aren't they, Zach? Are you playing it? Now? They are, yeah. And they, and they escape at with the you very again. end, yeah, yeah. I don't um, remember them escaping with you at the end of Super Metroid. I think they're just kind of life forms on the planet. Really? Yeah. Okay. That that could, you could be right. I, for some reason, I'm remembering that, but I could just be like remembering fusion. Yeah, I think, I think fusion. Mother Brain explodes, and Samus is like, "Time to get the fuck out." Yeah. Yeah. For some She's reason, like, I, screw I, you guys. For some reason, I thought maybe there was something where you could go if you wanted to spend the time and like get them or something. But I, I definitely could just be very wrong. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. Do you guys feel bad for the bosses that aren't Craid and Ridley? Who get, like, no <laughs> respect? Fantoon got respect later Fantoon, on. Fantoon, that's the ghost one, right? Yeah. yeah. And then there's the, the other ghost guy. ghost jellyfish. Yeah, and then there's the other guy, the red guy. Croconaw. That's, like, the easiest, <laughs> that's like one of the easiest bosses in any game ever. But he's cool, because his skeleton pops up. Yeah, yeah, it scared <laughs> the shit out of me the first time I played it. I was like, oh my... Because the first time I played him, I'd, like... It actually was a little challenging, or I'd gone in with a little, like low health or something, and like I beat him, and I had like like five health or something ridiculously low left, and then the skeleton <laughs> popped up, and I was like, oh fuck, I'm dead, but it just crumbles, and I was and then I was apart, like, oh yeah. thank god, because I totally and not would have, I would not have survived round two. And then there's the, that plant the, boss too that that hang, yeah, throws spores at yeah. you from the ceiling. That yeah, I count that as a mid boss. Well, yeah, yeah, it's not true. a real boss. Yeah, it opens up, and you got to shoot the center of it or whatever. Ah, uh, yeah, Super Metroid, very good. Best game ever. Andy, uh, you have any thoughts on Super Metroid, or have we lost you? No, I'm here. I'm I'm oh, okay. listening, listening diligently. I I don't have like nearly the amount of um, I don't know, like sweeping enthusiasm. Th- yeah, enthusiasm. I guess is a good way to put it. Sweeping sweeping fondness for Super Metroid as I do for um, some of the other games in the series. It's not that I don't, I don't recognize that it's a great game because it is a great game, and I've played all the way through at least twice, if not three times, but um, I didn't play the game until well after the fact. I think I played it in maybe like 97, 98. Uh, it, I didn't play it till I had my own Super NES, which was kind of late in the um, late in the in, in the game. Um, 
I think I, actually, I beat it once on SNES and once on Virtual Console. Yeah, that sounds right. It's actually one of the two games that I bought when I bought my first Super NES, which was actually the very first game console I bought with my own like money. Uh, I bought that and Mega Man X, which was not not a bad way to spend a couple. No, not at all. 150 bucks, yeah. I think, at the time. Not, yeah, that, that's a very good haul. Uh, wish, I, wish I still had it. <laughs> um, <laughs> me and my inability to keep games that I'm not playing for more than a couple of weeks before I eBay it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I still have my Super Metroid cartridge. I think I lost, um, last time I tried to play it on the cartridge, the battery gave out and I think it killed my enthusiasm for a while. Oh, bummer. Yeah, mine still works. I went back not too long ago and kind of went through the early versions like, of it. It's a fun game. I have no problem with the game, but I don't really get the... I don't quite get all of the, the rampant enthusiasm for it. I, I think it's I think it's fun, but I think part of it is I had the same experience. I, I had that isolation and that sense of exploration and that it's a maze, figure it out. I had that with the first game. Like, it yeah. wasn't new to me when I played it for Super Metroid. Um, I had yeah. already gone through that. And to me, Super Metroid felt like a little bit, I think maybe because there was a, the, the built-in map, but it kind of felt like it was spelling it out a little too much for me. Um, which is one of the reasons I didn't quite latch onto it immediately, but I mean I still had a. a, a you ton you of must fun have loved it. Fusion then. Fusion, I, I go I like here. Fusion, I remember thinking when I first played it, it, felt like it felt like a Ninja Gaiden game, like an NES Ninja Gaiden game, <laughs> with, like the way she would like grasp onto a ledge and like wall jump and stuff. Um, that it's felt really to tight. me. Controls are so tight on Fusion and Zero Mission. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. She was fast. Way, way faster in those games than she was in any other. I think I think the way that she f- controls is distinctly different on the two GBA Metroid games than it yeah. is on. Oh, definitely, definitely. Games. Especially because the ledge grab is one thing that she has. She doesn't have that ability in any other game. <laughs> she feels like a damn ninja. Like she absolutely feels like a damn ninja in those games, and it's great. Um, I think I actually probably prefer both of those games to Super Metroid if I had to like be on the spot and pick and pick a favorite Metroid title. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, if I if I had to rank my Metroid favorites, I would probably put Super Metroid not that close to the top, and not because I don't think it's. I mean, they're all great games, but I had a, I had a much more memorable experience with Prime. Uh, maybe it's because I played it when I was like hopped up on painkillers from getting my wisdom <laughs> teeth pulled out. But, uh, I really loved Prime. I, I thought Prime was did a really really good job of sort of bringing it all into 3D and, and creating a very familiar world, but showing it to you in a way you've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I, well, I, I, I let's think, talk about Prime. Right. Well, I think I we, should, we, should we close off Fusion and Zero Mission first so we can close off all the 2D ones? Oh, sure. that's a good idea. I just wanted uh, to say about Fusion's Fusion. incredible. I, Fusion got a lot, gets a lot of flack from like diehard Metroid fans for being too linear, but I really like that it is fairly linear. It's it fun makes to play. it for it makes it for a really compact gaming experience. Where I th- I, there was a time where I literally played it like twice in two weeks. I played it to completion. Like I played it and I beat it, and like later that afternoon, I was like, I got nothing else to do, and I started over again <laughs> that same day. It's a like, handheld game. It doesn't need to be as nearly as expansive and, and open as Super Metroid does. Yeah, and plus it's got nightmare. <laughs> I like Nightmare. He's a he's a cool boss, and he affects gravity. <laughs> but Zero Mission, I love Zero Mission. I, I really love because it gives me an excuse to say, "Well, I played the original Metroid," without actually <laughs> having to play the original Metroid. Yeah, see, I really want. I've never played Zero Mission, and I if really you, if you can't not having played it. If you can't like, if you can't stomach the original Metroid, Zero Mission is really fantastic because it lets you 
like it lets you get all the experience and the story from it's, it's from the Metroid Samus. Rebirth game. Yeah, yeah. And then plus that, it, plus it introduces Zero Suit Samus, which I actually I don't really <laughs> like that whole stealth sequence. I think it's I think it's, that it's, really is slows the game good, down. It's good, but it's super. It's, yeah, really slows the game down. But then when you get her power suit back, you're a total badass. Yeah. Um, my my memory of Metroid Fusion, um, I, I got it in high school, and I must have been around the time of like eye step testing, and um, and so I had my GBA, and basically we took eye te- step tests all morning, and then um, for that like three day span, we we had like two classes each afternoon, um, so um, the class periods were like extended, so we could basically make up for three days of classes in one day. Um, and so I had a, a study hour class, which then basically became, like, two hours long. And all, all study hour was was basically, like, do homework or just, like, talk to whoever was in the class. It was this huge room, tons of people, and you just, like, got to goof around, basically. So I had that for, like, two hours. And I remember just, like, I think I beat Metroid Fusion while in that, like, while in this, like, study hour. Nice, nice. Doing nothing. And um, I remember really enjoying it. it. It was so odd to me playing it um, at just how, I guess like focused it is and, and how much it, it funnels you through the game. You know, there there is really no isolation. You've got a constant contact with yeah. you know, with someone and there's dialogue. <laughs> um which wasn't bad at all. Um it was still very fun, um, if just a little different. I, I wanna go back to it. Hearing you guys like say it's like one of your favorite Metroid games, if not your absolute favorite as in the case with Zach, it, it's got me excited to, to get it for the 3DS. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, way excited to get it again for the 3DS because I'll play it again. I can play that game pretty much any time, I think. I actually I still, have the, I still have the cartridge yeah, here on my too. desk, <laughs> but I don't have a GBA anymore. I don't, I don't care for her suit. The like, color um, of it or design? Well, just the design. It, and I thought that her power suit could turn off. I also, the only thing I really don't like about Fusion is that, like, you download the ability to use missiles, right. which is just stupid. Like, yeah. if you've got the ability, like, because she's got all these security protocols, and they're like, Samus, we're unlocking your missiles, and it's like, shut up. <laughs> just turn <laughs> I also it all don't like... the start, this would have been a much easier military operation. Yeah, is no. that how she's you... got, like, spikes on her, uh, on the forearm of... Of her free free hand that are like Batman spikes. Yeah. And I'm like, where did those come from? I, I always thought the suit looked really like amphibious to me. There's something yeah, about it, it that does, looks yeah. very like fish like. It's kind of weird. Did anyone play through Metroid Prime in that suit? I did. <laughs> oh, it looks stupid. It looks really ugly. <laughs> yeah, fusion suit is, is interesting. Um but yeah. I prefer it, to think of it as non canonical. <laughs> I I think that's a good idea. Um, so yeah, Fusion's great. Be ready for Prime. Well, I, I when when Andy, you were talking about the uh, like the isolation of the first Metroid, and I think that isolation and sort of uh, just like sense of exploration is really like hammered home well in Prime. And in one key moment, it happens a lot in the game. But when Samus hops on an elevator and she's going from like zone to zone, and it's basically loading, but it shows this little cutscene where it's like. Uh, it's got like it's got Samus, you know. It's got her whole body there, and then the camera comes up just on her face, and she's kind of like looking around. There's just something about that little like that little cutscene in be- for the elevators that's just very like striking to me, and, and really like just shows how alone she is, you know. It, that, yeah. And it kind of reminds you that yeah, like there's just a human. Well, I don't even know if she's really human, but a human in there, like just she's part you know, Metroid now. One person, well, yeah, Metroid, and it, wasn't she raised by the Chozo? Chozo and all. I, I like all that when mess. she gets to the top of that elevator, she doesn't go flying upwards. 
<laughs> yeah. The elevator that's like shooting up at like 500 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but yeah. That Prime I, I was the first scene. Metroid game that I really got into. Like, really got Prime it. Prime was like, the first one I got like, when it came out. Yeah, me too. It's so good. I mean, the environments are so good. Yeah, everything about it is great, and all the remixed music from Super Metroid is fantastic as well. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, even 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 just the menu music is so great. It's so, <laughs> it's just such a weird little track, you know. And it, it's got kind of the little electronic influence, and it, it again, it, it just like it's, it just perfectly like represents sort of like the wonderment of the game, you know, and, and just the, uh, I don't know, just the uncertainty of like what you're about to do and face. Have you guys played through it again on the uh, the trilogy version on Wii? No, I really, yeah. I really want to. I really want to get that. Dude, get it. It's so good. I have it, but I haven't had the time or patience to to want to play through a Metroid Prime game. But those games require so much more like time commitment and investment on the part of the player than any of the previous Metroid games that it's so intimidating to want to sit down and just play a Metroid Prime game. You really have to like kind of amp yourself up for it a little bit. You have to yeah. be really in the mood. I never beat That's the second true. one. I think a lot of people probably never yeah. beat the second one. It's I never even, I never, even, never even played the second one. I did, but man, it took a lot of endurance to get it's, through that damn it's game. It's too long and it's, it's too complicated. It's a long game. It's like That's 40% longer than it needs to be. And half of the game looks like ass. Yeah, see, all, all those things kept me away from it. I played 3, and I like 3 a lot. I but hate we probably 3. Shouldn't. I enjoyed <laughs> it, but we probably let's not jump to 3 quite yet, because I imagine there'll be a lot of mixed opinion about that. Um... But Prime, kind of the antithesis of Fusion, where I played it at school, Prime was this game that I'd play primarily at night in my mom's basement uh, in high school, where I set up this uh, like little game room for myself. I thought I was so cool, where I had my computer set up, and then I had a TV right next to it, uh, and like <laughs> yeah. my game co- GameCube hooked up to it. So I'd stay up to like 2 a.m. like on AIM, and then like playing, you know, <laughs> nice. playing either Metroid Prime or like whatever Tony Hawk game had just come out. I had that exact same um, experience, but for me it was uh, Street Fighter Alpha 2 on Saturn. <laughs> There you go. The, sum, yeah, the summer I before I moved away, I moved away to college. I had that exact exactly. Experience. Yeah, every I day like to like I'm, three in the morning. That's perfect. Yeah, I feel like everyone's got like a like a high school game yeah. room story. Um, but I actually I didn't beat Prime at that at that point. I I got to the um what are the Phasor Mines? Is that what they're called? Phase on yeah. Mines. Phase on Mines. And uh, just kind of burnt out on it, and then I had to come back to it uh, like a few years later and finally... Uh, finally oh, that it. Omega Pirate is so hard, but he's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Actually, all the bosses in Prime are pretty freaking cool. Yeah, they really are. Um, and, and Metroid Prime itself, man, that was the last boss I fought where, in my life, where I got like itchy palms, yeah. sweaty palms, shaky. I must have had to fight oh. him like at least a dozen times. Yeah, oh, me too. Ten, me too. Ridley right before And then I that. thought I beat him, you know? But no. Yeah. He comes back. Yeah. So the first stage of it is the hardest part. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, what a great game. And then when you beat when you beat him, don't you doesn't the countdown start and you have to escape? Yep. I think so. No. Right? Yeah. Well, it does, but you don't have to escape. Samus just kind of hops out. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. She uses a newly acquired thruster pack apparently and Oh, yeah, yeah. jumps out of the meat, the crater. You're right. And then um, she takes off her helmet at the end, and you're like, it's a chick! <laughs> oh, my God. 
Yeah, I guess if you like, they, they did a lot of those little things, like little things, right? Like when you shoot something, if the blast is close enough, you can see the reflection of Samus's face in the visor, and that's that was really brilliant. Cool. That was so great, and the fact that it it didn't always happen, you know, it, yeah. you just had to catch the right light, yeah. and, and like the raindrops sticking to the visor, yeah, all that stuff that all made kinds you, of stuff made you feel. And then, then I remember Nintendo pushing it at e, that E three that year. They're like, it's not a first person shooter; it's a first person adventure first game, person adventure. and it's true. It really is. Like, I mean, right. first-person platformer. Yeah, and they got the jumping. I was I was waiting to say something about it, but the jumping in the game is just perfect. I don't oh, know yeah, how they is. did it because no game has ever done it right ever since, excluding the Metroid Prime games. No game has done jumping in the first-person like proper, like first-person platforming. It's the only one that does it, and it does it so perfectly. Just that angle of the way it angles down when you jump, it's just perfect. I don't know how they did right. it. And they, they had to do it. There's yeah. no way you could have a Metroid game. I mean, Metroid is platforming. Yeah. You know, they, they, you just if if everything was just these level landscapes, it would really feel like a first person shooter, and it would have just taken away all the like the heart and soul of the game. It would have been yeah. terrible. But um, yeah. Would well, you guys want to talk about Prime Two a little bit? I, I never played it. I, I read reviews, and it seemed interesting. But I guess at that point, I think maybe I I, I probably wasn't even playing games that much at the time. I played about I half of it. It's, I think if you liked Prime uh, One, you'll enjoy at least a good chunk of Prime Two. The real question is whether or not you have the real like energy to play through the entire thing because right, it's just so damn long. There's and, a like, key hunt at the end. Yeah. Also, I just didn't like the whole idea of Dark Samus. Like it's just a little too, I don't know. It's too obvious. It's, like it's 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 a yeah. very unoriginal idea. Yeah, dark that's a, Link, a, a very dark overused. Mario and Mario Sunshine. Yeah, exactly. A very overused mechanic, yeah. uh, to be sure. And then and it's it's good, but it's first off, it it is really long. The puzzles, some of the puzzles are pretty hard, but it's also just a hard game. Yeah, yeah. Like you'll you'll die a lot. Especially the the final boss is friggin' brutal. I seem to recall that, yeah. Yeah, and he he has like five stages. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I I so I, I, I liked the second game, but I can promise you, I'll, I I I am almost certain I'll never play all the way through it again in my life. There's just no chance. And the worlds the worlds are not nearly as imaginative as Prime. Yeah. Well, they're all not nearly. If, if I'm not mistaken, and it's been a while, they're all kind of similar aren't they there's not nearly as much yeah. variety the the only real different one and and actually i said this on the site my favorite moment in all metroid games is when you first walk into the uh sanctuary fortress that's like that tron level oh yeah, yeah that's that's pretty awesome because it is so different um and it's just a sprawling tower and it's it's really cool absolutely absolutely but walking getting through there is pretty hard I played through it in like 2007, but I'm having a really hard time remembering most of the game. Um, yeah, I played through it when I played the trilogy, and I'm having a hard time remembering most of the game. <laughs> well, okay, well, why don't we move on to uh, to Prime 3? I think there's some mixed opinions here. Love it. How can you? It's it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, I don't there think I... There are parts I, of it I love. How about that? I don't that? think I, I love like, it, but I like it. I think it's... I like, I like Elysia. Because it's like a steampunk planet. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting planet. What I don't like about Metroid Prime Three is that, while on on the flip side, I I really like that Metroid Fusion is fairly linear. I absolutely detest that Prime Three is like 
even more linear than Fusion is, if you ask me. It's just like... And you can... I like that you can download that map that tells you where all the items yeah. are. It's like, go to this planet, and then, like, there's no real exploration. It's just a series of rooms, and, like, they may be arranged in an odd way, but there's only one path to go on. You can't ever get off track in that game. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. There's and no I, way to explore and check out little side rooms or go somewhere you can't, or... It's just... And the, especially the one planet, which I think is Elysia, the steampunky planet... Yeah. It's, and it's it's almost all flat. There's almost no vertical movement in that area. That's true. And, it's just, and they're it's all just, like hallways. It's all hallways. That that was the planet that did it for me. Where I was like, this planet looks great, but it is it is so mind-numbingly boring to go through. Is it, that that's the one where you use like the grapple beam, and then you like ride like tracks, right? I between think, yeah. yeah. The sky, that that uh, part kind of blue. Yes, yeah, the sky exactly. planet. It's, yeah. it's terrible. I hate it so much. <laughs> Um, I didn't. I didn't like the. Uh, well, I like the rope big statues on the lizard people planet. That was cool. And then the, my other issue with Prime Three is that whereas Prime Two is too hard, Prime Three is way too easy. It's pretty easy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's it kind of holds your hand through the whole game, and the final boss is so easy that I thought it was going to have like another form after I beat it. I was like, well, this must just be the first form because it was way too easy. I'm sure I'll come right. back and I'll fight him. No, it's over. <laughs> Yeah, Metroid Prime 3 is the, the first, like, Metroid game I can think of where I feel like there's, like, distinct levels. You know, each planet is basically yeah. just a level. Yeah, the that's... fact that you have to travel from ship, like, between the Yeah, two. I mean, that's even, the problem though, with it. Even though that, that you could basically consider that the ship takes the place of, like, an elevator, I mean, it's really not that different, but it still just felt so disconnected. Yeah, you're not, you're not actually, exploring They made one a big, big deal out of, uh, you can get into Samus's ship and control it. And I thought, oh, it'll be like Ratchet and Clank. No, it's not. Yeah. You just It's a menu. You yeah. just pointed a planet. And there's a bobblehead. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, <laughs> don't you get a me bobblehead or something? or yeah. A Samus bobblehead, yeah. I think. You can, unlo- you can unlock a me bobblehead, too, I think. That's yeah. what oh, okay. yeah. yeah. I, I also didn't like that the pirate homeworld didn't get a name. It's just the pirate homeworld, yeah, like, whereas <laughs> the other planets did get names. They named. must call it something. It's their planet. Like <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And also, none of Samus's abilities were really new. They were a lot of times they were just the phason enhanced version of an item she already had. Yeah. Like hyper missiles, or the hyper hyper grapple beam, or the you know that armor that lets you get under the rain, and the, that was so terrible. Well, I oh, guess well, that was their it's way. It's a key. Of, so many of them were keys. Yeah. I, I guess that was their way of trying to come up with a way to have you gain abilities without having to lose everything in the beginning of the game. Well, that's um, true. Which I guess it was admirable that they tried. Because, I mean, really, every Metroid game is... The, the first time you play a new Metroid game, it's like, okay, how is she going to lose all her powers now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so at least they tried something different if it didn't fully ex- yeah. succeed. When you guys talked, when we were talking about that, uh, how it's all multiple planets, I guess that's probably my biggest problem with it is that it doesn't give you that sense of grandeur because exactly. each of the planets yeah. is only about a quarter the size of Metroid Prime One, right. which is like gigantic, right? And they're not, and it, it doesn't all interconnect, like because you you go on a planet, you loop around, and conveniently the end of the level happens to have a shortcut back to the beginning of the level, and then you yeah. take the ship off to the next world. <laughs> it's just like it's just this is World One One, this is World One Two, like it. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, that's my biggest gripe with it, I suppose. Um, I like I th- the I like the Phazon planet. That had some cool stuff going on in it. It does have the. It was so short. It does have the best controls, though. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, well, yeah, the trilogy. Yeah, I, the trilogy I really has those a, controls. Yeah, I should probably pick up the trilogy so I can play Prime yeah. One again. 
Well, yeah, the, the Wiimote aiming was, was perfect. And I guess maybe that's why I, I have a positive outlook on the game. It's just, it's just the control felt great. I mean, I, I wouldn't have at all place it above Prime or, or some of the other Metroid games, but I, I, I don't think it's a bad game. Um, but I am surprised that more people don't cite it like when complaining about Metroid becoming very cinematic. Cinematic-y. You know, I, 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 well, obviously, Other M is up next, and we're going to get to that. But I feel like Prime 3 is when they first started really like hand-holding and, and having yeah. these long moments of exposition that, didn't, That's true. Like, that I didn't care about at all. Um, yeah, you know, me neither. And, and did you guys, like when you first went into the briefing room and you saw those other... Uh, bounty hunters, were you like, yep, those are the bosses? Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Well, of course they are. I mean, what else, what are you going to do, like, work alongside them the whole game? No, like, that's not going <laughs> to <No>. work. <laughs> We've lost contact with them. Oh, great. Yeah. Who knew that was going to happen? <clears throat> but, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, Prime 3. No, you're right, it's, it's a more cinematic game than people usually say. Right, and it's odd to Although, me... Although I think Fusion is where, I mean, we'll get to this, Fusion is where Other M derives most of its inspiration and yeah. plot from. Definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it ties yeah. directly to the game, like with Adam and everything. Well, I mean, it, like, every story beat is right out of Fusion. Right. But, okay, well, let, let's move on to Other M then, I think. And well, 7.5. 7.5. <laughs> uh, yeah, Zach, start us off on Other M. Okay. Uh, I have played it twice through, um, once, uh, having to sit through the grading cutscenes cause you can't skip them. Um, although as Andy has pointed out, were I able to skip them right away, I would probably have given it a higher score. Actually, my, <laughs> my point wasn't that if you could skip them right away, my point was that what if they were text on the screen, not, oh, yeah. not voice cutscenes. Awful voice acting. Then, yeah. that that, then is it a better just as score? Good. Just as good. Um, and then I played through it on hard mode, which, is, if you don't know, you can't get any item upgrades. So you always have 100 health. You always have, like, 10 missiles. Jesus. And it's really hard. That's really <laughs> insane. But it's doable. It's totally doable. Right. You just well, especially have to, with the rechargeable mechanic, you know. Yeah. But you almost have to count, um, like, boss animation frames uh, to really, you know. It's hard, but it's good. You said um, you beat. You said you beat it on hard mode. I did. Wow. Yeah. That you know. Is, you know what you get? Nothing. Production art. Hooray! Hey. <laughs> some of it's kind of cool, but some of it's like this didn't need to be in here. Oh, you also unlock a theater mode like Metal Gear Solid Three Subsistence, where you can just sit through the cinema scenes. <laughs> I I haven't watched those yet. <laughs> I uh, can't imagine why. I'd imagine because you're wee broke and you just didn't get a chance. Yeah. Ex- of oh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Other M, it was announced at E3 in 09. That's the only E3 I've been to. When we were sitting in the audience for the press conference, you know, they showed this trailer and, and you know, with Team Ninja, nobody knew it was, what it was until somebody said, any objections, lady? And I swear to God, I shrieked, it's Samus! <laughs> and, uh, and Neil gave me the reservation right there uh, for that review. Um, so that was my most anticipated game for the next two years, or whenever it came out. Like year and then and I half, year and, a half, I and then I played it, and it was there were so many disappointments about it. Yeah. Not just the story, which is stupid, 
um, <laughs> not just the script, which is asinine, um, <laughs> but also, like, don't make me cramp up my hand on your tiny D-pad. There really, uh, there's really no excuse for it not to have a classic controller option. Or a nunchuck. <laughs> yeah, classic controller would have been Well, no, I guess, awesome. well, I guess it does need you to be able to flip the remote into first-person mode, but... Exactly, Those yeah. well, like, sections at some point, are so yeah. shitty. At some point yeah. between, like, Prime and Other M, Samus forgot how to move and shoot at the same time. Like, what's that about? And those those first-person sections, you know, there's some bosses you can only hit in first-person fine. But the, the times where it's like a pixel hunt yeah. are infuriating, and they right. shouldn't be in the game. And I feel like with Other M, what, what's the guy's name who worked on that? Itagaki? Itagaki. I feel like nobody was around to tell him no. Probably. Yeah, I don't know how that how that got through. It is a horrible mechanic, and you just don't know what you're looking for. And the fact that the game's not HD, it's like it doesn't help. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's it, it's true. It's awful. It, I remember spending like one. I think I was in there for like five or six minutes, like looking. I think I finally had to look online and like find a, a guide for just where the point the guy. Yeah, I had, I had I had played it late. Like I didn't play it like immediately when it came out. So. At the time, I had read, like, all this stuff about it and how these parts are awful. So when those parts came up, I didn't even bother to try to beat them. I just went right to the guide because someone, like, I had heard so much about how awful they were and how, like, this is, like, you do it, like, five or six times in the whole game. It's just, like, I'll just look up the guide. Yeah. And what what are weird with the weird moments where the camera, like, flips behind her, like, behind her shoulder, and you can't shoot or anything, and you just kind of, like... Those are so slow. Walk through these environments very slowly. Like, oh, yeah, she's holding the gun, yeah. Yeah, I understand I, they're supposed to be building up tension, but while you're in those sections, there's no music. Yeah. In, in fact, there's a distinct lack of music in the game. Yeah, it's true. I don't know if anyone noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. I still think it's really good. I really like it. Um, I don't like the cinematics. I think they're awful. I think the story is terrible. You know, the, the first-person stuff, especially the pixel hunt stuff, is awful. That one lizard boss that I had to fight 50 times was awful. Um, but I still like the core game. It's a, I, I think it stays very, the gameplay itself stays very true to the roots of a 2D Metroid game. That's true. You, there are very few scenes. There's a couple like big expansive rooms where you can kind of move in three dimensions, but for the most part, every, every room is a corridor and you're either seeing it from the side and you're moving in left to right, or you're seeing it behind and you're moving forward backward. Yeah. And I really like I, that. Like it. I, I don't like going in and playing that game. It was like, oh, this is very, very, very similar to something like Super Metroid. If if Super Metroid had been made on a console that was way more powerful. Yeah, I like the tree enemies that are like sauropods, and I like the uh, trilobite bad guys. Which one? I don't. I don't know remember. I don't remember any of the bad yeah. guys specifically enough. Okay, there, well, you fight like two triosaurs. You know, oh, yeah, I remember them. And and then you fight several... Uh, actually, you just fight one over and over again. A boss that's like a big crab, but he sh- goes into his shell and races around the room. Yeah, And he okay. looks like a trilobite. Yeah, that's right. And every, you scare him off a few times, and then you finally yeah. defeat him later on. That's and right. the melee attacks are pretty awesome. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, that's cool. You know, one, one cinematic that I actually liked was near the end of the game when um, after you, I think you've fought Ridley... And um, it's like sitting there, and it's kind of like wounded. And then I don't, I don't remember what it is that attacks it. Um, queen. Yeah, the queen. Yeah, and like absorbs it. And like I just remember like Ridley, like even just this like crazy space dragon, like just looked f- 
frightened. And I remember that kind of striking me. You know, it was a very that 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 cutscene was done really well. I thought. Was that ever really explained in the game how they were able to clone Ridley and? Metroid? They just needed an yeah. excuse because they want Ridley in every game and you keep killing him. So It's also kind of bullshit that Samus should have a breakdown after she's fought him twice before. Yeah, there were moments like that where they tried to inject too much, like, I don't Drama. Know. Yeah. No. I, Melodrama, I, I, even. Yeah, I, I, I don't really mind the story, or at least the concept of it. It reminds me some, of something like Aliens, you know, where you have this, this hardened female warrior who... I don't know. It has a soft spot. Who did not break down in Aliens? Well, yeah. See, that's, the execution was poor. Um, but it, I posed. I, I kind of wondered about this on um, on another podcast before, and um, about how the game maybe just didn't translate well here in the states, and if it was received yeah, they, better they in said Japan. That on RFN. Yeah, and, and I, I read some like translated Famitsu stuff, and like one of the points that people stress in, in there in, as a positive is the story. So I do wonder if, if the horrible voice acting and then just a poor translation and, and just cultural differences. Yeah, it's just too you know, Japanese, I think. It I is. Think it might be, I think Japanese. what it might be is it's a straight translation, not a localization. Right. And so there's just this cultural gap where it's like the thumbs up, thumbs down stuff is just completely dumb to us. But in the context <laughs> of like an anime, like... Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Totally yeah. anime. Right, that is like, how it feels. Yeah, I I could totally see that. So it, it's I don't know, but but like we've already discussed earlier, Metroid is a very um, Western <laughs> series, so it's yeah. odd that it would be, you know, very much geared towards uh, Japan. Yeah, I think that's just then, because it was Team Ninja. Oh like, yeah, they don't know how sure. to make any other kind of game. Like the Ninja Gaiden stories are shit. So right, no, <laughs> you, you're exactly right. I and I feel like they put more effort into this story than they did any of the <laughs> yeah. story. Um, it just didn't pan out, at, le- at least here, locally. They certainly gave Samus Team Ninja proportions in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, I love that you're such a purveyor of the, the female form. Uh, I've, I've quickly <laughs> learned <laughs> uh, just what a fan you are. You should meet my wife. I was going to say, I, <laughs> I don't even know what to think. <laughs> Zach is a defender of, of women's rights from the waist up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say from the, uh, the neck down. That'll work too. So I, I have one question for all of you guys, now that we've basically talked about every Metroid game. Well, I guess we kind of glossed over Metroid 2, but um, do you guys think we will ever see Metroid Dread come out in some form or another? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I love a, a, a DS Metroid game. I want I mean, one, but I don't... A remake of Metroid 2 in the vein of re- uh, Zero Mission I, I hope for that basically every night before I go to sleep, because <laughs> I really want to play Metroid 2, but I know when I finally get around to playing it, it's going to be a laborious task. What? Without, without a map, and I, the way Samus takes up like most of the screen... like And everything looks the same. Yeah, and it's all yeah. black and white. It's, it's going to be it's gonna be rough, but I'm going to do it so I could say I, I beat it. Um, yeah. And did you know that they were going to release a DX version of Metroid 2? But they didn't. But they scrapped it. Jerks. And I, I remember being at E3 that one year. It was the first year the DS had come out, I think, and they were running like video footage of Metroid 4, which was what we were calling Metroid Dread. Uh-huh. Um, and it was there. They had like footage of it, like, this is what Metroid would look like on the DS. And everyone was like, yes, please, when can I give you my money? And then it never came out. <laughs> well, it's odd that they put out two and one on the GBA and then kind of just forgot about it. Yeah, 
They, yeah, they forgot well, about it on the DS entirely. Well, this, this is a good sorry, question. We didn't when talk about you... Metroid Prime Hunters, guys. I was just going to say, we never <laughs> talked oh, Hunters. God. Yeah, and let's not. And the, that's, was, not, that's, not a, that's not a core game. That's and, not canonical at all. That's that's uh, Unreal. or it's not Unreal. unreal. Tw- it's Metroid Shit. Tournament. It's yeah. just stupid. And how weird that the DS came with like a demo for that. Yeah, you it was know, like the like big They were trying thing. to sell you on it. It was so weird, but I, I just I've never heard of Nintendo releasing like a demo cartridge with a new system. You know, it was just a weird move. It know. actually, I owned it. I've I've beat it before, and I tried online, and the online's pretty good if you pretend it's not Metroid. Um, and actually, the game is pretty good if you pretend it's not Metroid. <laughs> but it's very like whenever you encounter, there's only like two enemy types, and whenever you encounter one of the other hunters, it just they move so erratically. It's so yeah. annoying. Yeah. No good. But, um, yeah, I think that's Metroid, huh, guys? Super when, when do you? How long do you think it'll be until we get another Metroid? I hope a while. And for what system? Who knows, man? Uh, I don't know. I think I, we'll see one on the 3DS before we see one on the Wii U. I hope it's 2D on the 3DS, though. Or if it's done, I hope, either that or I hope it's done in the style of Other M. Yeah, yeah. That. that'd be cool. Because I'm done. I think I'm kind of burnt out on 3D Metroid, I, like I fully think, 3D yeah. Metroid. Uh, I think I've said it before on this podcast, but Other M on 3DS would actually look pretty awesome. Yeah, I think so. It really would. Just don't don't give it to another studio. <laughs> Just they could port it and remove the cutscenes, mm-hmm. or at least let you hit a button to skip them. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I was hoping somewhere online there was like a. a version of that game that someone hacked and just removed all the cutscenes <laughs> and pixel hunts. That'd be the definitive version. They, they replaced it with a uh, an illustration of Samus with text <laughs> scrolling across the screen. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll be some time though, and I think it's good. I think it needs to take a break. I mean, it did wonders when there was no Metroid game on the N64, and then we got Prime on the GameCube, so give it some time. Yeah. Do, a DS, do, a, do a 3DS like 2D or 2.5D game, and that's fine. Release yeah. something. Do it late. upright. Uh, do something on the Wii U, but not for years. Yep, works for me. Would work really great on the Wii U because you could always have the map up on the on the tablet. Oh yeah, or that awesome. could be your scan visor. Ooh, oh. that'd be cool. All right, I think that's a newscast, gentlemen. I agree. It's a long ass episode. Yeah, this is this is two newscasts. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for right. thanks for tuning well, in. Yeah, Send us email. You have email newscast at nintendoworldreport.com. Yeah. Comment on the thread. Yeah. Subscribe to us on iTunes. All or the Zoom Marketplace. <laughs> 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 Jokes. Wait, really? No, don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't want any of you. <laughs> <laughs> Either of you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, guys. All right. All Later, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.